Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's the pig suey hog thingamabobs that, honestly, it's a terrible mascot. I don't understand why they're that, but, you know, <laughs> we're tigers. I think tigers are not scared of hogs even the feral ones let's be honest if you have a mascot battle like mike leach loves to do and sad he's gone so i'm gonna give you one tigers they got the fangs of a vampire they're gonna come after that razorback bite its neck rip it to shreds the end done all right there we go that That was my little homage of mike leach there's no there's nothing else that needs to be said love it i mean we all love a good mascot matchup so there you go um anyway so that's a fun way to start this uh podcast i did want to talk about you know arkansas because arkansas (laughs) up until this last week i was just like all right let's go in let's just get that win move on at arkansas arkansas gave me a little bit more to think about so they went down to gainesville played florida had a big overtime win down there this last week, I think they carry a lot of momentum from that. Now, I don't know if that necessarily saves Sam Pittman's job at all. I've heard, you know, his buyout goes down a lot. I think by half if he doesn't have a winning season. So they're in, they're probably not getting six wins more than likely this season. So I don't know what the players headspace is at at this point. They fired their offensive coordinator just a few weeks ago it just looks like a kind of a dysfunctional, generally a team, but Hey, they put it together against Florida. And that makes me think twice about this game a little bit more than I thought about it even just last week. So any other kind of general thoughts about Arkansas and what you've seen so far from them this season? <clears throat> no, I'm kind of with you. You know, they lost at home, I believe seven to three to Mississippi state. And, and you're like, okay, that one's pro. I mean, it's on the road, but we probably can win it. And then they yeah. and then they go on the road and beat Florida. Now I will say, I think we're learning more and more that Florida's not real good. Um, yeah. But we're not either. You know, we're not great. I mean, I think we're better than Florida, honestly. But we're not great. And so, like, you, there's just no, there's still just no room for error. Um, yeah. I think if we go out there and play our best game that we can play, I think we win the ball game. 
But it yeah. is very possible we go out there and not play our best game. Um, mm-hmm. And then at that point, it you know what happens? I don't know. Yeah. When I it, also, if you look at Arkansas, which you know Auburn should definitely take them seriously. Yeah, you know, they've had some really close losses. They lost to BYU by just a touchdown. They lost to LSU by three points. They lost to Ole Miss by seven points, only to uh, three points to Alabama, you know, four points to Mississippi State. I mean, they've had some really close games, and you you got to think Auburn and Arkansas are going to have another close one. So fans strap in because that's probably the way it's going to go down. This is going to be closer than you think it should be, but that's just the way Arkansas is. And it's kind of like the margin of error, which, you know, our former coach Brian Harson learned this. The the margin of keeping your job and winning football games is so slim at this level. And right now Arkansas is not doing that except last week against Florida. So does that mean they're putting things together? I don't think so, personally. Shouldn't be straight up with you. I don't think it is. But that just means that they can fight. And if Auburn doesn't come out fighting, we, we could come out of Fayetteville with with you know with some stuff we could lose. So anyway, um, right now Auburn is kind of the underdog. You know, even by you know what Las Vegas has said by three points. So that kind of gives you perspective on where they're they're looking at Auburn in relationship to Arkansas. So another kind of aspect of this is, you know, KJ Jefferson, he's been there a long time at Arkansas. He's, he wants to win. And and you can see it. If you watch any of that Florida versus Arkansas game, KJ Jefferson took the game into his own hands. He took it, he put his body on the line and <laughs> I still have a little bit of trauma from, I forget if it was last year or the year before when we played Arkansas. And it felt like, Auburn's defense was playing against like Cam Newton and Cam Newton was just running all over us, but it was KJ Jefferson. So like KJ Jefferson is a man. He's a big dude. You got to tackle the dude. If that's, if you can't tackle KJ Jefferson, you're not winning that game. So I'm sure the coaches are preaching that as well. So lots of, uh, you know, again, very winnable, but you got to, you got to battle. And uh, this, I'm sure, will be a battle. Let's jump into our players to watch uh, for Auburn. Who are you going to be watching, Jared, uh, on offense for Auburn this game? Um, Man, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like we've gone through all the players. I try to make it somebody different every time. But, you know, if I'm being honest, I think it's going to go – I think it all runs through Peyton Thorne, you know. I mean – um, does he go out there and play like the Peyton Thorne at California or does he go out there and play like the Peyton Thorne at Vanderbilt? And I think if he goes out there, he looked like during the headlights at Cal, but to be fair, that was the second game in an Auburn uniform. <laughs> and, I, and the game started at what? Nine o'clock his time. Like that's, that's late. Yeah. I mean, I really feel like we're going to, I, I, I think, we're going to look back and be like, hey, those first five to seven games were just him and the receivers not on the same route, not on the mm-hmm. same page. Because we've all talked about forever, the guy threw over 6,000 yards in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, like you don't just forget how to play football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying he's Cam Newton, but we're seeing a little more now of, okay, this guy knows how to play football, 
And, you know, does he carry that into a true road environment, which is a pretty tough place to play. And so yeah. that, that, that's, I'm keeping an eye on him. I mean, you know, I want to say receivers because they're a huge part of that. But I, I think if, I think if Thorne plays the way he did the last two weeks, I think we win. Yeah. He, he has improved and he played well at Vandy though. I, I don't think it was as, you know, <laughs> as crazy of an away game as probably any of the others that we've faced, but still progress and movement in the right direction for Peyton. Uh, one player that I saw a step back in a little bit was Fairweather. You know, he did get a touchdown last game, but you know, his two drops and that that's, doesn't seem like that that's who he is. I mean, you got to think he's going to clean that up. So going to be watching him um, kind of, honorary mention i think it's the obvious Druckless hunter he's uh he's on fire he's picking up blocks he's running the ball hard he's doing all the things that you ask him to do and he's getting the reps so that's uh i feel like that's something you know generally for this offense you know how does the offense play together you know against a decent arkansas defense so lots to uh, kind of be watching the offense Who's going to be your player on defense for Auburn to be for this uh, game against Arkansas? Um, I think it's going to be the just the edge rushers, and that's what's that Falk and McLeod and mm, um, yep. Because the thing with a mobile quarterback is if you set the edge, um, that kind of you, you want the for you want to force them to like have to stay in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Don't give them an outside lane. Um, so I think that's key. You got lane discipline is key on the edge is key. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on those guys. Cause that's, that's going to be, you know, if you may, and Jefferson can throw the ball, but it, you can't let him also run. If he's doing both, it's going to be, it's going to be trouble. So you gotta, you gotta take away one of those aspects. And I think it starts with those edge guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at, I was just looking back at the last game where they beat Florida. KJ Jefferson almost had 100 yards rushing on 17 carries. So, I mean, that, that's got to be part of the recipe of getting a win is getting KJ Jefferson to run the ball. And he will run the ball. There's going to be times where you're just like, tackle him, tackle him. And he's going to be hard to tackle. You're going to have to really you know, man up and just body tackle the dude. You can't arm tackle him. AJ, do you yell at your TV sometimes? I never, never. do that. I don't know what you're talking never. about. Never. Um, I'm the most calm, peaceful yeah. person. I I look like I'm in a trance when I'm watching Auburn. Just I'm kidding. always very I'm always very very calm and always agree with every coaching decision and and player decision. <laughs> yeah, throughout sure. the whole game. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I am lockstep with the coaches and the players. Yeah, like, without a doubt. <laughs> Oh man, the, the the things we put ourselves through in sports, you know, <laughs> it makes zero sense that we it allow does. this to you know have an effect on our life, but we do, and here we are. I know. Uh, I I think it's uh some for some of us, you know, more ingrained than others, and uh, man, for it, for us that it's ingrained, it's tough, man, sometimes, but. If we get a win, you know, it makes it feel a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to be watching on defense just because, like, I want to see if Austin Keys can step it up again. I I hadn't – I've had kind of low expectations of him. 
He was our leading tackler. Got a, a lot of great, or not leading tackler. Yeah, he was. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, that was. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. That was uh, DJ. Or wow, I am messing. So DJ this up. had seven. DJ yeah, James. DJ had James. Seven. He got it. Um, but Austin Keys had the best grade. So like, I, I want to see Austin Keys. Can he keep that up? Because we all know Eugene Asante and where he's at. Uh, but can we have some extra linebackers uh, step up? So, special teams. Who are you going to be watching, Jared? I, th- I think it's got to be McPherson. You know, and it's just on kickoffs. Um, I mean, that's key. Like, you can't I – mean, let's say we defer to the second half again and he goes out there and kicks out of bounds. You do not want to give Jefferson the mm-hmm. ball at the 45-yard line. I think it's 35, um, but it's still it's 35. Like, my bad, 35. But it, you don't want to give them that, um, you know, that you want to set the tone that first drive on defense or offense, and that is not a good way to do that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, I'm going to call it because I want Betty to finally get one. He was so close. Going back to Betty, like, golly, please, Betty, please. You know, everybody else in the kickoff team, I understand it's not just Batie, like, running the kickoff. But, like, come on, guys. Give him a just a house call. Like, I – please. Just please. I, I want at least one this year. And this might be a game to do it. So, uh, let's get into our score predictions. Um, preseason, you and I, uh, I had us winning by three. Uh, Jared, you had Arkansas winning by six. I know a lot has transpired, a lot of different stuff that's happened over this year. Arkansas hasn't been as good. Auburn's on an upswing right now. But are you, how are you feeling about that? Do you, do you think we have more of a shot now than we did when you were doing this preseason? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe because I'm I'm still worried about the road game. But I think I'm going to flip that. I think I'm, I'm think I'm going to pick Auburn by six now. Yeah. I mean, six points – Again, looking back at Arkansas's games in, in this season, you know, three to seven points is pretty reasonable that they've lost a lot of these close games. And I have uh, building hope. It's not a complete 100% like I, I trust these coaches, but it's building. I'm building the hope and seeing more success that this coaching staff puts our guys in good places. And the more we do that, the more, you know, I think we can win these closer games, which I think this is going to be a closer game. I'm going to stick with my gut, just say we're going to win by three, because I think it's going to be closer than most Auburn fans want it to be. How, uh, if we can somehow, you know, with, you know, just a few minutes left, have, you know, score a touchdown, go up by 10, and then Arkansas drives down and scores a touchdown. Okay, whatever. We still win by three. I think that's a pretty reasonable goal and expectation for this. It really just any kind of win. I mean, I think I mentioned it already. Las Vegas already has Arkansas winning this by three points. And if you look at ESPN's predictor, they're kind of saying about the same thing. Arkansas is going to win just by a slim margin. So tough, but I think we can do it. And uh, I think there's a lot of optimism rising. It kind of feels like a little bit of the kind of the, the home stretch, you know, like with Cadillac last year, like the hope was rising again. And the fan base, after four losses, started to get a little down. Now we're starting to rise back up, and you're seeing the potential of this team. So let's transition to our final topic of the day, an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. 
Um, there were some pretty good matchups this week. Um, I got to watch a handful. Um, so I'll just bring up a handful. Uh, Ole Miss, number 10, barely beat out Texas A&M. Again, margins in the SEC are tight. But <laughs> think about this. Texas A&M it has the exact same record as Auburn right now, and they're paying their coach way more than Auburn is, and yet they still get the same results. Here's another crazy stat. I saw this one floating around from a few different people. Compare where Jimbo Fisher is right now, 69 games into the season. Compare that to what Kevin Sumlin, their previous coach, was at. Jimbo Fisher is now three games behind Kevin Sumlin. So all that money, Texas money, ain't doing crap for them. <laughs> so I just want to call that out because I, 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 I don't think they're going to fire – Jimbo, but the results are not adding up. So just love to see it, especially after them getting some high recruiting classes, which let's be honest, it will start picking up, but like I still have yet to see it. Um, one of Ole Miss's, uh, this is, they had two crazy plays in this game. So one of them, I'll start with this like good positive for Ole Miss. Um, their wide receiver looked like Odell Beckham Jr. If you like just go watch any of their highlights, it was incredible. Like sideline catch, it was nuts. Again, why can't Auburn do that even with two hands? I don't understand, but they did it with one. So um Texas AM, so this is kind of the other side of it. Texas AM player, he he literally punched the Ole Miss player. I don't know if you want to go look at that, but he punched him right where it hurts. And that was just a low blow. Thankfully, that player for Texas A&M got ejected. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, hey, Ole Miss, look at them. They are, uh, they're looking pretty good. They're eight and one. I, I'd be scared to play Ole Miss if we played them again. Now, I think we'd have a better shot, but yeah. Um, and then a couple others for this week. Um, uh, Tennessee beat UConn. No surprise there. Um, uh, we've already talked about Arkansas beating Florida by three. South Carolina almost got beat by Jacksonville State. What? Like, I had to look at that. I had to look at that twice. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, they're they'll he'll be fine this year, but he's gonna have to put some things together next year, man. They're struggling. Right. Well, and I think they're they're holding on hope. I've talked to some South Carolina fans and they're holding on hope that the recruiting will start to pick up, you know, the the play on the field. Because they're getting some pretty good recruits. It's just the putting the product on the field that's becoming hard for them to do. Um and then one of the marquee games uh, Georgia, number two, 
they're facing Missouri. They only beat them by nine points. Missouri, you know, even towards the end of the game, had some hope. Um, though, really, in the fourth quarter, it was all Georgia. And uh, I- I'm going to say this, you know, kind of hindsight's 2020. You know, if this game was in Missouri, you know, you're, you, I think this this game Missouri wins. Like that's how good Missouri played that game, and that's pretty impressive considering you know Georgia and where they're at. But Missouri put up a good fight, and uh, again shows Georgia is not invincible. And uh, who knows? I'm I'm genuinely hoping that somehow they uh, start losing some, but I don't think it's gonna happen. They do have a tough finish to the season. You know now they've got. Ole Miss, which again, they're on fire right now, uh, but it is in Athens. But I, I feel like Georgia, it's weird. Like, I feel like Georgia hasn't played as good at home this season. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think they do beat Ole Miss. I think they lose in Knoxville. I think that's their only loss of the year. Mm. I said it uh, to some buddies about, I don't know, six weeks ago when Tennessee looked a little better, but I still think Tennessee is good enough in Knoxville and Georgia is not as dominant as they have been. Um, and, and at some point you're going to lose a ball game. I mean, they've gone a very long time. Um, maybe it's hoping they do, but I really just think that I don't think they're so far ahead right now that you're just going to roll through and beat everybody. Knoxville is going to be ready. And mm-hmm. I think that's the game that gets them, but I don't think they lose any others. I just, I think Georgia and, Tech and will I, give them I, fits, but yeah, I don't think that's going to keep them out of the, no playoffs like they'll still be in atlanta and as long, if they win now i will say this the one thing it could do is if somebody gets them in the regular season and then they lose in atlanta they're done whereas mm-hmm. if they only lost in atlanta they're probably still in so right so you could see uh i mean again if if a couple of things kind of shake out the right way some team like old mess or something sneaking in there if the cards kind of are dealt the right way for them um Kentucky, they dominated Mississippi State. I mean, Mississippi State is down right now. Again, that's – guys, it's okay. We still beat Mississippi State. It was a good win. But Mississippi State is really tough right now. They're they're kind of in rebuild year, you know, switching from the air raid over to what they're doing now. It's, it's you know, Auburn fans, we're kind of in that place right now. It's rebuild. So, a lot of Mississippi State fans right now are a little down on that team. But, you know, I think they'll they'll start coming back. And then to finish it out, the game of the century, part seven, or however many they've had where they call it the game of the century. It's ridiculous. <laughs> LSU versus Alabama. We all know how hyped this game is. It it, it it was pretty hyped for about three quarters. And then Alabama, uh they they stopped LSU and never looked back around the end of like the third quarter, fourth quarter time frame. Alabama just started running away with it, ended up winning 42-28. Alabama, I mean, as good as they are, you know, again, another team that could kind of sneak in there like Ole Miss. If they play their hand right, they beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl, they got a good shot at kind of making their bid at, hey, we should be in the SEC, or not SEC championship, into the playoffs. So, yeah, that that's kind of all on the table for them right now. So, any other thoughts before we get out of here. Uh, the only else? thought I have about that game is I think I think LSU's defense is really bad. And it's, yeah. it's kind of bad that we didn't do more against that. I mean, LSU, 
they were putting up points too until Jaden Daniels got hurt against Bama. But yeah. Alabama, like they had Alabama had zero resistance moving down the field, and even even them. I mean, even the announcers were like, "Bama's hoping this game is to to keep it in the twenties." Nobody thought Bama was gonna be you know outscore them, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I think that just shows how bad Bama had a great game plan, but I think LSU's defense is really bad. Yeah, um, and. and- I feel like both offenses obviously very good, but it was going to be a matter of which aspect of one of those teams is the weakest. And I think it, the the weakest spot was LSU's defense, and Bama took uh, a hold of that and started just running with it. Um, so yeah, for uh, sure. I did notice the Bama kicker missed a couple of field goals, and uh, yep. so it just got me thinking he's getting practice for missing some iron, iron bowl kicks. So. I'm telling you, man, as good as Bama looked yesterday, I'm still sticking to my, if we, I don't think we go, if we beat Arkansas, I think we beat Bama. That's just, that's my thought. You gotta think the, I mean, again, it's wild to me, but it's, it's, again, on coaching, we're, we were kind of down in the dirt, you know, tough. It was feeling low. Us fans, I'm sure, like, we all were feeling low, but think about the players, like you, you go through a four-game losing streak, that's tough, and you you got to think you're fighting out of this. Like, and these players are feeling it. I mean, if you see any of those post-game, like these these players are feeling good. They're feeling like they they can do what they need to to get a good bowl at the end of the season, and maybe do something crazy against Alabama. And if you have that feeling. Again, sometimes, especially these Iron Bowl rivalry kind of games, anything can happen. We all know that. And it's just a matter of who wants it more. So, I, I give us a lot of hope for that. Six and six or eight and four. There ain't no seven and five. That's my call. <laughs> Again, I'd, I'd be, at this point, I'm fine with six and six. But I would love to get to that. If we can get to somehow like eight and four. Oh, my gosh. Like, Auburn's kind of the comeback team of the year. You know, at least in the second half of the season. So, you'd love to see it. So, Jared, before we get out of here, Kyle, can the people say in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on X at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and where you going. Where are you Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.